I'm Hazel. And I'm Chimsy. And welcome to People to People. We are hosting conversations with Scots and Malawians. Talking honestly and openly about partnership projects. We are at the very beginning of our series and it's been a while, so we have a request. Please like, subscribe and share the podcast with your friends and network. And do get in touch with us to let us know what you think and if you've got any further ideas for the podcast. On this episode, we were invited to Maura Dunworth's flat to speak with Mercy Sivande, country director at Mami Martin, who was visiting the UK to connect with project trustees and supporters. The reason we spoke to Maura and Mercy is because we were interested in what a dignified people-to-people relationship looks like in 2023. One partnership working to support this is the Mami Martin Fund. Moira has a really beautiful flat full of art and colour and it was really lovely conversation to be invited to but at the end I lost my bike key chimsy and I don't know if you know this but I was unable to leave so (laughs) I had to go back in and like check under all the cushions and it it was a wee bit awkward it took what felt like a really long time and you'd already left. I'm so sorry I left you I I didn't even ask after I'd gotten the bus. But it was worth it it was worth all that because this is a really great conversation and we hope that you enjoy listening (laughs) to it. I'm so sorry. Well, welcome to the People to People podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. So we're here because the Mamie Martin Fund is 30 years old this year. And for all that time, it has been providing the means for girls education in North Malawi. And on People and the Past in series one, we spoke with Marriott Dallas, who is Mamie Martin's granddaughter. And now we have country director, Mercy Sabande. Yes, that's my name. <laughs> uh, with us in Scotland, along with Moira Dunworth, the administrator and marketing lead. So this is such a special opportunity, Mercy, to meet with you. So thank you for joining us. I think I would like to um, know more about the girls. Do you have any idea of what the first girls that had funding from MMF are doing now? Oh, yes, not all of them, but I had uh, an advantage to meet one girl, specific girl, and it was amazing to learn that she was on MMF Basari. That was 2010, she was at Mzuzu University doing her education course, and she told me to say that she came on, on MMF because when she was selected to go to secondary school, that was a when any girl secondary school then, uh, her family had no money to pay school fees. So even the transport for her to come from her home village in Zimbalulo there to go to Ekwenden was very tough. That They just managed to get halfway transport from home and then they dropped from the public transport with the dad that she was with. And the other halfway they walked on foot to go to school. And they reached school. This poor girl, she reached school without any, no school fees, nothing. And when the head teacher saw her, I was like, so what are you doing here? You are coming here, we pay school fees and all that. So the dad said, we told her not to come, but she cried three days to say that I want to go to school, the school that the government selection has selected me to go to. So then, fortunately enough, there was that funding for Mami Martin Fund and she was put on the bursary and there she was. After four years, getting selected to go to a public university at Mzuzu uh, University, and she was doing her education course. As we are speaking now, she finished her course, and now she's a teacher at a certain secondary school in the rural outskirts of Mzuzu City called Ezondwen. A girl that has gotten secondary education is a girl that 
has kind of like extended her horizon she's more opened up in in the in her brains that when she goes into those small scale businesses she will do it differently from that one who dropped out maybe at primary school you know malawi depends mostly on agriculture when that girl goes into maybe farming agricultural activities and all that she will be different because she can now understand more she can lead the instructions on the seed packets instructions on how to apply fertilizer and all that modern farming skills and techniques she will be able to do that and then make different kind of farming agriculture from the past that they are parents or maybe grandparents were using a girl that has gone through secondary education who sit there and make informed decisions including family planning decisions and she will raise her children well yeah yeah and i can see this on our girls you know the informant they are very timid they are shy girls that when you talk to them they can't even look at you speak to you well but when they are in senior classes there's a huge change a great change that you can literally see with your eyes that yeah this girl is really transformed when we talked about asking this question we actually felt like there's something to acknowledge here about how difficult it might be for people to have that kind of honest conversation when there's a power imbalance historically and currently about donor recipient situation but we, we thought it was worth having that conversation with you anyway if that if we have permission to do that which yeah. we asked before we started recording yeah and yeah, I don't know if you wanted to tell us anything about that, about how it is to work in this in this particular relationship in Scotland, and why is it why is Scotland important to you, and why is it annoying to you? <laughs> What's going wrong? What isn't working? <laughs> All right, I would say that it's a great partnership. In fact, of course, all the money is is coming from Scotland. All our donors are Scottish. We don't have any donor from Malawi right now but England and Scotland yes that's where we our money come from but the partnership to say the truth is kind of going on well because Mummy Martin fund they are more into like giving it back to Malawi like giving Malawian people the power to take over so that decision making should more come from Malawi than from Scotland. Yes, the money is coming from here, but we are at liberty to make our own decisions and they respect that. The board for Mami Martin Fund is very flexible to hear from us Malawians on how to learn the organizations. As I'm talking, we are having two trustees from Malawi on the board. More power might be here because in Scotland because they give money, all the money is coming from Scotland, but the decision making is kind of balanced it's not only coming from Scotland that's what i can say for now that's great okay i suppose it's like if you felt like there was a problem or concern could you raise that yes i usually do that and i sometimes also kind of give direction on what should be done and i'm happy to say that they listen and they say because you are on the ground malawi you cannot say that our decisions can stand and there are some decisions made by us in Malawi and the board accept and makes it uh, some kind like kind of like a law to say okay because it's coming from Malawi this is now what we are going to do yes that's great that sounds like a really good partnership doesn't it 
traditionally charities have worked in a donor recipient where all of the power is given to the person who is giving the money and also there's some practices that work in theory but practically they don't work has there ever been anything in the past whilst you've been with MMF that practically sounded absolutely fantastic but when you tried it out in Malawi it just didn't work and then have been able to give the feedback that hey guys actually this was a great idea but it's it's just not working one time i remember we had one donation that was specifically to say we need girls from a certain area to be the ones who should benefit from this funding the one who has donated who donated the money was close to the people of that area so at the school the girls that were there that were needed girls we didn't find many who were coming from the area the specific area that was said so after giving back the feedback that we did not find many who are needed who are coming from that area so we might end up paying fees for girls that can manage to pay their parents or guardians can manage to pay their own fees from the area that you want so we are deciding that we will get needed girls yes at this school but not from the specific area that you wanted the girls to come from so the donor was glad to say okay we have told me the truth that we could have given the donor the girls that they needed but they could have been girls that were able in fact to pay fees so we didn't want to do that yes. mm. and, and how have things changed over the last 30 years I'm, I'm looking at you because um, <laughs> you've been there since the beginning so they've changed phenomenally in in a lot of ways um, communication of course is the big thing that back in the day you wrote letters and then email came and that was tremendously exciting and of course whatsapp in recent years has simply transformed our communications increasingly as mercy was saying we we are trying to work more in in true partnership in terms of sharing and if mercy advises the board on something the chances are that will go through there'll have to be a very good reason why it wouldn't in a board meeting and that's quite how it should be because she's on the ground and she knows and of course it is technology that allows us to have mercy on a board meeting because now we meet by zoom we have trustees and two trustees in malawi possibly now three trustees in england some in scotland and some that tend to be in various places from time to time so that inclusion of voices of different voices has been a real development i mean that's happened in the very recent past uh, so i suppose that over the, over the first kind of 20 years not that much changed but in the last 10 years and certainly in the last five years things have changed drastically and the communication has improved that i speak to mercy every monday and so we're much closer to the ground in scotland we're much closer to the malawi ground than we ever were able to before and how will it change over the next 30 years what do you see the future being like we would like to see more and more of our control being in malawi I do have to say, and you may or may not edit this out, that that is in line with the Scottish Government's wish for decolonisation, right? So having Malawi trustees on the board is a very good thing. However, we bank with the Royal Bank of Scotland and they require everybody, all trustees, to be verified. And the verification they require is impossible for Malawi residents, impossible. And I spend an hour every week on the phone to the Royal Bank to try to meet their criteria because from time to time they lock our account because we haven't met their criteria. What they require is virtually impossible for Malawi residents to meet. 
their verification requirements. That is a very serious systemic obstacle to the kind of partnership we are trying to develop. Wow, I hadn't even thought about that. Yeah. And that's really great to air and to get everyone talking about. Yeah, because you can want to make change, but if the power at the top, you know, if the people who are in charge of these things don't want to do that, mm-hmm. then no change happens, right? Like in the next 30 years, that shouldn't still be a problem. Good. I, I don't know. Don't know. You see, they want a residential address, which yeah. they want on a utility bill or a bank statement. Yeah. Um, well, that doesn't work. Yeah. And usually, I think with all most government stuff, if you're to be verified, you need to have lived in that particular country for the past three years. Mm-hmm. Right. So. So that's naive of me to think that we yeah. could just uh, just get over that. Well, good on you for keeping on the trying. We can't let go of our Malawi trustees, it's too important um, an achievement. And as I explain to the Royal Bank every week when I speak to them, we are following the wishes of the Scottish Government. I don't know, I feel like systems like that just take a really long time to change, don't they? I mean, ideally we would be a registered Malawi charity, but for that then we need a, we need a board in Malawi. We're a tiny organisation, our turnover is under £50,000 a year. You know, to set up other structures like that take, take a huge amount of time. It is our ambition though. Yeah, it's, it could be really lovely to have that on the ground in Malawi, but we also understand to say, as I already said, the need in Malawi is very huge. So sometimes we just let go of these other things to say, let's keep on and educate a girl while we're waiting for these other things. to. What, what's the use of having an office if all the donations, all the money that is coming in, will just build that office and pay people there? maybe we reduce the numbers of girls that we are sending to secondary education. So we kind of like have a dead mission. While we need more girls to be educated, we'll end up paying employees in Malawi and then paying utility bills. So I feel like better the way it's going. In the near future, if we see that there's that opportunity and we have the resources to make that happen, we'll make it happen. But for now, even now as I'm talking, the secondary schools that we're supporting, we still leave out some girls. The need is very huge, but we can't support each and every girl that is needed at the Malawi secondary schools. Yes. I guess that's like something that on paper seems like a great idea, but practically it just doesn't work. Mm-hmm. I really like hearing about your work. I like hearing about your connection with the young women and I feel like you're really passionate about it and I like hearing about how long you've been doing this <laughs> and I find it really inspiring both of you so thank you so much yeah thank you welcome it's, it's really my passion for the girls education I've been from a poor family and I know what it is to have no fees to go to school so but we know we cannot manage to help each one of them but at least we are trying as MMF to give that poor girl in Malawi a chance to go through secondary education yeah Mm -hmm. and thank you for coming no thank you (laughs) I really wish people did have free education in Malawi because my my mom is from Zimba and Mm -hmm. she she didn't go to university but when I went home last year I was like what would her life have been like if she lived let's say in Scotland, and she was able to go to to school. 
I think she would have done amazing stuff. Like she didn't go to school, but she's like a little, she's an absolute trooper. So I think, yeah, I think education should be available to yeah, everyone. Yeah, yeah. We have people who are very clever. I see you see them that this one, if only had gone to school. I have a grandmother who's very sharp. But I'm like, grandma, if you went to school, you know, you could have been the, the, the next whatever. Maybe you could have been the first place that woman placed that in Malawi, which is yeah. very sharp, I'm telling you. But because of lack of resources and all that we're talking about in Malawi, and now she's 97, so think of her time when she was young. I think there were so few schools in the villages that they couldn't manage to send her to school, you know. So yeah, those out here girls and young people out here they are very much privileged yeah anyway we're in different worlds but we are doing the very best to see these girls that they get educated and also that they too can change Malawi in the future for the better mm. yes we're very grateful to Mercy Sivande and Moira Dunworth for talking to us and would love to hear what you think. Are you experiencing similar problems in your organisation with the banks? Is there something else that chimed with you in this conversation? Please email us on peopletopeoplepod at gmail.com or get in touch through our social media channels. Do tune in to our next episode, which is a really interesting conversation about decolonisation between Yora Matemba and Amy Earnshaw-Blake. We will aim to publish once a fortnight this series, which is supported by the Scotland Malawi Partnership. We're being played out today by Davy Luhanga. The song is called Good Old Days, and we're going to put a link on how you can download that in our show notes.
Sweet, 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 good old day.